For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've bitten a penny. I will buy the stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday edition of Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep. Spencer Israel, Joel Conan, Dennis Dick with you on this really, really, really cold morning in Michigan. Uh, colder, I'm sure, wherever the hell Dennis lives in Canada. Uh, what's up? Oh, and Dennis is gone. All right. <laughs> I'm sure he'll be back. I hope he'll be back at some point here. But the show must go on regardless. On today's show, we got a big M&A deal in the gaming, mobile gaming space specifically. EA announced yesterday it is buying uh, Glue Mobile. Uh, so that that's a big deal for mobile gaming. Zynga is up on that news, so we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about IPV. The CEO was on Kramer last night, so that's why that's up today. And really just market at all-time highs, more of the same. It's almost as if we're not in the pandemic anymore. Our guest today is Nick Shaheen. He's the author of Create Income with Option Spreads. He will join the show at 835. In the meantime, smash that like button, hit subscribe, hit share, do all that good stuff. Uh, and Joel, I'll bring you on now. How are we doing in the overnight trading session? Uh, after a strong close and strong after hours, we're trading in the red by six and three quarters handles at 39.01. Let's call it down seven. Uh, pre-market load 36.98 or 38.98. We'll be keeping an eye on that. Uh, crude six day winning streak in jeopardy here flat at 57.97. We did climb into the 58 handle that was near a close 58 and a half was the close back in February of last year back under 58 uh, gold a little bit of a rally here off the bottom of that trading range. That's gold. It's up 970 at 1843.90. Silver, that's going the same way, but not as much as gold for a change. Silver up 12 cents at uh, 2770. And Bitcoin futures uh, continuing to work its way through the 40,000 handle. That's Bitcoin. That's up $1,125, 2.5% at $45,940. Uh, let's bring in Triple D. Triple D, what are you seeing out there in the after hours of pre-market trading? 
Uh, so we're seeing a lot of the Bitcoin stocks trading higher here. They actually are peeling back a little bit because Bitcoin has come off of those highs. But I mean, some of these moves in the Bitcoin stocks, Mara, M-A-R-A, up three bucks again, was up a lot more than that last night. Riot trading up another $3. And then you got that MSTR that's just in blast off mode. It's trading up another 70 points here this morning at 1115. I mean, these things have just taken off any type of crypto play. And these obviously, the market's treating them just as leveraged crypto plays off Bitcoin. So Bitcoin up, you know, Bitcoin goes up 10%. These things go up 25%, it seems like. So unbelievable moves. Every time these things pull back, it just seems like it's another buying opportunity. I don't know where the party ends on these things, but holy mackerel. Like, think about Riot, you know, how many times we had that written off, and it's back from the dead, too. So many stocks, you know, just brought back from the dead. That's really, you know, maybe a lot of that to do is, is, you know, with Reddit, Wall Street bets, you know, other speculation happening. But so many stocks have been brought back from the dead. The pot stocks in Canada, which were all really in the gutter all of last year, really. I mean, you look at Afria, that's went from $4 to now $21 is full blast off mode. Story just carrying everything. Fundamentals we know don't matter when story gets hot. And the story is hot. Anything crypto and anything pot. We should uh, crypto and pot. I Look at this APHA. Uh, Dennis, you're real. right. January 2018. Uh, that almost, back to the all-time yeah. highs. Yeah. I never thought. It was $2 in the summer. You know, and valuation has never made sense. But valuation was starting to make sense when it was two bucks. It's like, okay, well, they're starting to value this as a greenhouse full of pot plants. But it doesn't matter. I mean, story gets hot. Throw valuation out the window. Really in this market, besides, you know, obviously mega caps, the S&Ps, they still try to trade on valuation. But some of the smaller storied stocks or new startups or newer companies, they aren't trading on valuation at all. It's all story. 2021 and 2020, really the back half of it has all been about story. I mean, you look at the fundamentals of Disney, that's trading on story too. A stock's making new all-time highs, but half the parks are, you know, at a fraction of capacity. They got a lot of other issues, but they got Disney Plus. And Disney Plus is a story that continues to carry the stock. And then you think, okay, we'll get the reopening combined. You can see that. I've said for a while, I think Disney's going to 200. Does it fundamentally make sense? Not really, but does it matter? Because this, this market's just all about a hot story. Uh, mainstream media has been making a comeback here uh, this year. Uh, and a lot of it, you know, they're showing their diversification going into the streaming. Uh, so, hey, the trend's your friend. And uh, why, why fight? I did see uh, Disney at a new all-time high. Had that gap up. We traded over 191 here in the pre-market trading. What do we get to there? Uh, boom, boom, boom. 191 and a quarter, it looks like, for Disney. So there's your pre-market high. What an up! I mean, it had that gap to go. Tried to fill the gap down to 160, and boom, heading towards 200. Uh, we did have some earnings in the uh, in the pot sector. Uh, CGC, Canopy Growth, how'd they do, Spencer? All right, we can start there. They were just out about an hour and a half ago or so. Uh, they reported a loss of $2.40. Sorry, Canadian dollars, two dollars and forty-three uh, Canadian dollars versus uh, a uh, a year ago they had lost twenty-six Canadian cents in the same quarter. So year over year losses uh, increasing, sales increased year over year, one hundred fifty-two and a half Canadian versus one hundred twenty-three Canadian a year ago. Millet million. Uh, so losses increasing. Uh, sorry, revenue increasing, losses widening. 
uh, for a CGC. Forty-five bucks for me. Losses they don't care about. Revenue increasing they like. I mean, this has been you know what you know Kramer has said for a long time, best of breed, but it's not as volatile as the other ones. This one's got a lower beta, so you know, look at you know obviously all the other ones is blasting off. Why why a free? Why are the other ones all up way more than Canopy? So Canopy reports the earnings, but all the other ones are up a lot, and this is barely up. Is there another catalyst here this morning? I'm not, you know, well, I don't know. Well, this well Tilray, Tilray had news uh, All right, that's this morning. News. So they, they they announced an agreement with Grow Pharma to import and distribute uh, cannabis in the UK. Okay, so yeah. there you go. So that's the catalyst here. I mean, more story just being carried. You think about Tilray and you think about how, you know, beat up the stock was coming from 300 and getting in the summer down to $2 as well. Again, this is the market that brings stocks back from the dead. Some people in the chat were talking about 3D systems. I mean, this was four or five bucks. I had this at $6, and then I got sick of waiting for it. I was in it for six months going nowhere. Sold it. It's now $52. I mean, these are moves that you would not think possible if you're going back to the summer. But this in this market right now, anything is possible. So yeah. it's the ba- bag holder bailout market. And you're in stocks. You know, it makes me, you know... Excellent. The you know, the worse you trade really in this market, because you're like, you know, I'm disciplined and I cut losers. You know what is being rewarded is the lack of discipline. And this isn't going to continue forever. But, you know, so I'm not saying change, you know, from being a disciplined trader. But the lack of discipline is very much being rewarded because you get down in a position, you get down in a stock and everybody's learning that well, I just hold on until it comes back. Because they always come back. And here you have, you know, people buying this at $40, you know, five years ago, 3D systems. And they say, I told you so. You know, it went down to two bucks. And now they can say, I told you so. Because this thing's $52 here now. And I mean, who am I to say that they were wrong? They were right. It came back too. So I'm not saying, you know, to start reevaluating, just hold on until your stocks come back. But this is the kind of market that is bailing out bag holders left, right, center, does it make fundamental sense? Probably not. But does it make sense from the storied perspective? People comb in the ditches. I mean, this is the penny stock market too, Joel. You know, where you've got different penny stocks that seem to go all the time. I mean, I was looking at a couple of different ones. Um, and they just, you know, they run. They continue to run. And whether it's, you know, Twitter accounts that are pumping them or Reddit or what it is. But this is the kind of market where it seems like eventually your losers turn back to winners. And we don't even like we don't talk about Apple. We don't talk about Microsoft. I mean, when they have earnings, we do. But uh, Amazon, Google, like when's the last time we talked about Facebook? On they show? don't go anywhere yeah. because nobody wants to sit and make ten percent on their money a year or whatever. In this case, they're not making anything because they don't go anywhere. I mean, this is uh this is totally reversed the last five years really because you think about we were in this mega cap we were in this you know um you know it was the mega caps or it was the stocks in the gutter you know the small caps were completely forgotten well that's completely turned around i mean iwm continues to just you know lead the charge here um and that's obviously made up of small caps but then when you get into the micro caps you get into these small cap names there's just a new one every day that's popping two three hundred percent it makes you want to throw all your money in penny stocks um you know and it's working i again i've learned the hard way you know that eventually a lot of these penny stocks turn and burn but i mean you wanted to use some speculative capital and have some fun 
you know, as Dan Nathan always says, have at it because this is just the kind of market that is rewarding excess speculation and just gambling. It's rewarding that. Dennis, I mentioned that to Joel yesterday uh, right before the close. The IWM this year is up about 15% and SPY is up like 4.5%. Yeah, it's because people are scared people are don't want they're, they they're they're spoiled i mean i jokingly said and maybe we could segue over into the glue mobile deal yeah. but i jokingly tweeted last night i've been in glue mobile for a long time you know that you've listened to the show i've been in all the gaming stocks zynga glue mobile um ea i sold at a bad price i shouldn't have sold it one might take two atvi sold obviously whenever you sell you regret it anyway so every sale's a bad price but you look at this and you think okay well i've sat on this for a long time and now all of a sudden, boom, I get the 33% reward. But I'm like, holy, what about the opportunity cost my capital? <laughs> because there's a lot of other stocks going. So, you know, and that's a joke because the 33% return is still a pretty, nice. good, yeah. pretty, pretty good return on your position. So Glue Mobile pay, uh, pays the bills here for me overnight, at least, because I've still got the position. I mean, what do you do with it now? I mean, this market is the, the craziest market that last night. This is a 1250 cash takeout price. And last night, bring up the chart, Joel. Last night we trade up over thirteen and a half. <laughs> like they traded a buck above the cash takeout price because some, you know, some people are speculating that hey, maybe they'll get even more money from somebody else. So because there was rumors that there was other people who had actually approached Blue Mobile about a takeover, and this is the deal they finally accepted. So I think one of those suitors might come back. I mean, you want to take a flyer at twelve fifty-two. Your downside's probably only to twelve fifty. Saying this thing could get taken over for a higher price. I mean, uh, but if you want to pay thirteen and a half, you're paying a buck over. That's kind of crazy. So I actually wish I would have sold my shares last night. I thought about selling into that pop, but it was fast. It was very now, clear. Now it's holding twelve fifty. So I don't know. I'll probably sell just to move on because I don't think a better another suitor comes in. So, but you know, you're only risking yourself <laughs> if the deal goes through three cents right now to have that upside of a potential suitor. I'll probably just sell it though, just because it's getting thick now too. Um, just move on, take the win, and move on. Uh, just real quick, we uh, we didn't do it. I just wanted to, for technical real quick on canopy growth. This this forty five. Just keep an eye on that. I just I see two daily highs there. Snuck over it in the pre market. So if you're looking for a breakout, forty five is the level um, in that. And then uh, you know if you just look at like what's going on like macro. This is kind of going back to your theme. You know, legalized gambling. Right. Uh, you know, the gambling stocks are taking off it, you know, marijuana, penny stocks. It's just like it's uh it's a market euphoria right now. And uh boy, it the, it, it, and you know, can't get in the way of the momentum. It's just it's just the way it is, right? This is euphoric. It is. I mean, it's indicative in a lot of stocks of nineteen ninety nine, but we don't know if we're in nineteen ninety six, nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety eight. We got a Fed. You know, we, we've talked all this stuff. We've got the Fed that's the most accommodating Fed in the history of Feds. So they don't even care about inflation. So, and they don't even measure it, you know, which we tweeted out last night. Guy Dami's making, you know, the point that we've made a million times on CNBC. He says there's inflation everywhere. They just choose not to measure it. And we know that, you know, let's ignore food. Let's ignore housing. Let's ignore, you know, energy. Let's ignore everything that's inflationary. And we'll just tell you about your TV prices going down and we'll say you don't have inflation. So, I mean, it's a joke. It's an absolute joke. But, um, you see you this know, TLT, The Dennis? market knows it. The market knows it. You see this TLT? Well, who in the hell? Yeah, I know. It's been collapsing. Well, who in the hell wants to, you know, you're 1.5%. I mean, 
on the TLT here now. Obviously, yields, you know, coming up a bit. But, I mean, I don't know. Like, what are your thoughts here, Joel? Like, you look at this market and you just think, bonds? Like, I don't know. You want to own bonds? <laughs> no. You want to no. own Coca-Cola? No. You want to own XLU? <laughs> when, the, when their stock's going 20, 30, 40%? I mean, this is the kind of market that those stocks... It, when the market rolls over, it's going to be that kind of stuff that holds your portfolio up. So do you want to have that stuff in your portfolio? No. I, I don't know. I've actually been moving away from a lot of it, but I kind of want some of it in there. We've talked about Procter & Gamble Consumer Staples. I mean, it's the same reason, you know, Apple, Amazon go nowhere. So, And I'm heavily in Apple and Amazon, and Google, Google's been okay because of the earnings report. But, I mean, I'm, I'm underperforming on, a, on an investment standpoint for sure. My trading is awesome right now. I'm trading. I'm, I'm in my best month again in 10 years last month. So the day trading is fabulous. I mean, but I, you know what I'm in? I'm in all this crap. I mean, you know, I've been trading all these, you know, small caps. I'm over here. You know, I'm trading momentum. I mean, the day trading is fabulous right now. But my long-term investment portfolio isn't going into Afria. You know, it's not going into it. Do I trade these things? Absolutely. Do I put them in my long-term investing portfolio? No, because I try to put some fundies in my long-term. So I separate it. So, you know, people often ask me about my long-term investment account. It's definitely underperforming right now. But I'm okay with that because I know if it goes to turn, I'm still in pretty good companies over there where, you know, I make it up on the trading side, though. Like a lot of people have one account, so they got to be trading them. If I only have one account, maybe I would be just in all this stuff, too, and I wouldn't be touching Apple. But, you know, I've got separate accounts. I've got my long-term stuff that I stick over here. If I like, you know, the long-term story and I like the fundamentals and my ducks are in a row, I put in the long-term portfolio and try not to look at it. The trading, though, you can trade anything. And, man, I tell you, the trading's awesome right now. Uh, S&P's kind of just slipping here, down eight and a quarter. Uh, very tight range yesterday. So, I mean, we were still up. We were up for the sixth day in a row. Uh, you know, coming in, I mean, I don't know. You had your Monday high. I don't know if that's going to be the high for the week or whatever. But uh, tighter ranges. And uh, that that's, uh, I mean, that's good. I mean, Volatility will eventually come back in the market, but uh, yesterday was one of our, our our tightest ranges in quite some time. So we'll see if if that trend continues. Uh, Spencer, you want to do any other uh, earnings reports well, of uh, well, significance? Before we go away from the EA glue thing, I want to check out Zynga uh, if sure. you can. Uh, really, there aren't that many publicly traded. Uh, mobile game companies, Gloom and Zynga are the two largest. There are a handful of others that trade on the OTC markets uh, and aren't super uh, notable for our purposes. But uh, GLUU and ZY, uh, ZYNG or ZNGA, sorry, are the uh, are the two largest ones. So Zynga is up today uh, because if you take the uh, the Glue mobile announcement at face value and and say, okay, there there are more, m- multiple suitors there, well. Where else could those suitors go with their money? Um, and Zynga is the only other alternative, really. So, I, I'm long Zynga. I do think um, it's hard to read the chat. I'm, I'm almost done. Like I, I love 90% of you in the chat, but there's got to be 10% of people who just want to piss you off. And, <laughs> Don't you know, let me get to you, Dennis. It, it, yeah, I know. Like maybe it's because we've grown and people just come and they can hide under the anonymous handle and they can say what they want to say to you. You know, like they just try to get you worked up. And, you know, here we're doing this show trying to help other traders. I tell you, I'm not paying my bills doing this show. I'm doing this show because I enjoy talking stocks. 
And I like, you know, a lot of you people in the chat. I've learned a lot from a lot of people in the chat. 90% of the people in the chat are really awesome. And, you know, you guys make this for me. Um, as we've grown bigger, we've had so many people coming into the chat that just, you know, there's like that 10% that want to be their voice and they hide under anonymous handles and they say ignorant stuff to you. They reach out to you on Twitter and they say rude things to you, just trying to upset you. Um, it makes it like so frustrating. Like I've never been so frustrated with the hate, you know, I don't mind one or two, but I get, uh, honestly on Twitter, I get 10 to 20 like tweets at me just telling me I'm an idiot. And you know what? Have that. If that's what you want to think, if that's what makes you feel better about yourself to put other people down, then I feel sorry for you because, you know, if you need to put other people down to feel better about yourself, you've got problems. So anyways, that's all that. So anyways, moving on, I'll go to Zynga here. Um, I'm long Zynga. I guess I'm an idiot for being long this one too. Anyways, people want to see me lose money. But um, I think Zynga, I, I, the reason I'm long Zynga is because Michael Pactor is awesome. He's on our show. He's 975. He he's 975. He says, I think Zynga. I love it with a capital L. I'm like, I love Michael Pactor. I like the story of mobile gaming. Glue Mobile catches a bid. I think there's a suitor out there for Zynga here eventually, too. So I'm sticking with it. Uh, it got to pop and got over 1240 initially, just like right on the, uh, that head. Excuse me, on that headline, just settling in. The chart looks good. Where Where's this thing as far as old-time high goes? I can't remember. Uh, I think the stock did. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're not even close to old-time highs here. Uh, if the old-time high was in 2012, folks, uh, that was just under $16 at $15.91. I also was looking at this chart uh, during the, the March meltdown. And it really held up pretty well. I mean, this was, you know, this was the period uh, of the March meltdown. I mean, it did come down and, you know, get under uh, $6. But if you, you know, consider the price action in the S&Ps, yeah. there was just a lot of relative strength there. And uh, it held up. yeah, it really did. I mean, it's $6 stock, but, uh, uh, you know, you just got to look at it that on a relative strength basis there. Uh, very strong and up uh, up another 53 cents today. I mean, it's not as easy of a pill to swallow as Glue Mobile. You're talking about a $1.5 billion company versus an $11 billion company. But if you get like a rumors last month were Tencent, you know, you get a Tencent coming in here. It's nothing. It's a drop in the bucket for a Tencent. Um, is Activision Blizzard or Take-Two going to sniff around and Zynga now that Glue Mobile's off? Well, apparently there were multiple suitors for Glue. So I, I naturally think that Zynga's an ex-suitor. If Zynga had a $2 billion or $3 billion market cap, I would think very likely. The $11 billion market cap maybe turns a few people off because you probably got to pay 15 to get it. Uh, but, you know, Tencent sniffing around out there. I still like the story. Even as a standalone company, we got Michael Pactor. He wasn't saying it was TakeOver Canada. He likes it as a standalone story. So I think I stick with Zynga. I'm actually surprised not up more on the Glue Mobile deal. So I'm sticking with it. Uh, and how did uh, how did they uh, react to Take Two on this deal? Uh, they also had earnings. Well, right? earnings, yeah. Take Two yeah. earnings. Okay. All I'm right. long Take Two still long term portfolio. Um, it's down ten bucks on the earnings report. We've been down this road before with Take Two. Usually yeah. the dips are a buy eventually. So I'm sticking with it. Uh, yeah, you did. Right, you want to give the earnings? Sure. I mean, I feel like take, it's like take two always beats. You know, let me look in the pro. I bet you they always beat. Let me see. 
yeah, they pretty much always beat. So no no real surprises there. Uh, EPS a buck twenty four versus a ninety six cent estimate. Sales of eight fourteen million versus seven hundred and forty six million dollars. So beaten to beat. Um, I mean, like you said, Dennis, dips are generally to be bought. So no reason to fret. I think this I, one. I I just don't see the gaming story going away anytime soon. Like even if we come out of lockdown, you can say, okay, well, it's been such a good environment for the video game stocks. People are sitting at home, they're playing video games. But you know what you did was you hooked a lot of people on video games too. You, you know, I, I used to play video games a lot. Maybe that's why I'm a day trader and I got into, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like a video game, you know, doing the day trading to a certain extent. So maybe that's why, you know, I got into something like that. But I look back and I think, man, you can really get addicted to this kind of stuff. And I bet you we got a few people that got addicted to gaming through COVID. So I don't think we go back to where we were prior to COVID, even if we come out of the lockdown. I don't think it's going, I think it's going to be some, you know, just like with Zoom and everything, there's going to be some people Peloton. There's going to be some people that still stay playing games. You know, there's going to be some people that stop, but so maybe it doesn't fire on as many cylinders as it was through a lockdown period. But I think there's still going to be a lot of people doing video games in the future. And that's why, you know, the valuation on some of these stocks are stretched for sure. I mean, I about take two at a hundred bucks back in the summer. It's 200 now. It's a pretty good return year over year, but I don't, I think take two is one of the best in breed and I don't think video games are going away. And that's why I want to stick with it. All right. Uh, you did get a little dip here and where'd you get to, you got to, uh, just under $202 and getting a little pop off that. Um, on the dailies, I'm not much there at 200 but man, if you get down anywhere in the mid 90s, uh, maybe not today or over the next few days, a lot, of, a lot of lows in that area, maybe 192 to 195 uh, But right now, it's really too close to the pre market low where I'd like, I'd be comfortable saying, yeah, they're, they're done. But, uh, as always, the opening price is a is a good level to keep an eye on. Uh, currently trading, you know, just a patient buyer in there. Maybe someone that's uh, you know came in with a short position. He did spike up to two twenty two, so uh, that might have uh, you know scared some people. Now you're back at two hundred. So anybody that caught a short in that area has got a pretty nice uh, pretty nice return here at two oh three sixty five. So we have some big earnings coming tonight. I don't know if you're done with the current earnings reports because we had Fox. We had a few. I don't know if people want to talk DuPont earnings. You can if you want. Uh, but we've had DuPont. Some... Who wants yeah. to talk about DuPont? Well, <laughs> DuPont was interesting for a couple of days, though, with that buyer at the close. It was like three days in a row where there was a huge buyer at the close and stock gapped up on the close. I shorted it. Yes, I short stocks. Gapped up on the next close. I shorted the close. Bought it back literally like five minutes later in the after hours because it came right back down. It did three days in a row and then the buyer was gone. I don't know why they were doing that, but like that one day we we highlighted it and we were saying gapped up two bucks, ran up a buck and gapped up another buck on the close, which is just insane for a stock like DuPont. Those are classic fades when they're just based on order flow. Um, but, you know, we do have some big earnings tonight. We got Twitter. We got Cisco. We got Lyft. We got Yelp. Um we actually have Glue Mobile too. That's supposed to report tonight, so I don't know if the Glue Mobile. Uh, they, here, they're 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 already they're, they're out. Did right. they release it ahead of time yeah. with the deal? Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay, because yeah. it was scheduled for tonight. Yeah. No, no, they're not going to wait a day. Yeah, okay, <laughs> makes sense. So, what about Twitter? I mean, the stock has run. <laughs> don't ask Joe about don't ask Joe about Twitter. It disappoints. It seems like every time it reports earnings, it's the bar is set high again. Because you have Pinterest, that did well. 
you have Snapchat that did okay, and then they they eventually did rally it. So you had pretty good numbers from Snapchat. You had pretty good numbers for Pinterest. So the bar is a little bit higher for Twitter. The stock has run up into it. Do they finally get over that high bar? Is this 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 the time? Because it seems like Twitter sells off every time it reports earnings. So maybe this is the time it's going to be different because it's too obvious of a trade. Is it a crowded short going into it because it's you know and obviously so crowded? High, I know. I, I, know. I don't know. Like it's run so far, I'd be nervous to hold it through the report because they're a perennial disappointer. But at the same time, I still like the story. I'd still like to get the stock back. I had it a couple times here. I've had it a lot of times. I've traded a lot of times, but I don't know. What do That's you? That's awful, Steve. Yeah. Are yeah. you still in it? Yeah, still got a little bit. Still got a little bit. I've. I don't know. I mean, after that last, I was thinking about dumping it before last report did a little bit that then held on the remainder. That's an awful steep trend line there. Uh, it's maybe not drawn perfectly, but boy, oh boy, I mean, that is from forty-four to sixty. Boy, oh boy, they've and and they do they do disappoint quite a bit, but. Uh, Man, it sure got the momentum going. It hasn't been up the all time high. I mean, at this point, where did they get to? I think it got to right off the IPO. Uh, we're getting back to this area here. Your next monthly high comes in at well, 5609, and then in February 2014, it hit 6724. I don't know the way it went from 44 to 60. I wouldn't rule um, anything out. I think all the you know, what's been going on with, uh, you know, Reddits and Wall Street bets. I think that, you know, that just flows into Twitter, too. So, I think they've been, yep, they've been a better beneficiary of uh, the increase and also the increase in retail trading, uh, the participation in that. So, it's, it's, a, it's a median for information and widely used so much for it not being, you know, uh, a Trump stock after he's out of office. Maybe some people were looking for it to peel back, but it has been the exact opposite. Twitter, actually, if I go back to uh, the past few quarters, it tends to either, I, I'm looking at uh, some data on, on Market Chameleon, uh, the stock tends to either open way down or way up. There really, <laughs> there, there really is no, no, no in between. So in October, it opened the, uh, the following day after earnings down 15%. Uh, the quarter after that, it opened up 1%. Then it was down 7%, up 9%, down 18%. So there really is no – it's like every other quarter, it either opens way up or way down. So last quarter, it opened way down. Maybe that means this time it's going to open a little bit up. I'm not. I'm not really <laughs> sure. I'm just. Give, I'm giving you the historical patterns here. Uh, there really isn't one. Is, is I guess what I'm saying. Okay. So maybe you're, <laughs> I just remember the last couple and it was like, yeah. hey, that report's pretty good, and they crushed it. So I know because I was in there on the last report, and I was like, man, I yeah. The, la- the last report, report before I report earnings. <laughs> the last report opened down fifteen percent. Uh, yeah. Not fun. No. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this is the market. The stocks are just going to buy it. Snapchat opened down. They just bought it anyway. So I mean, again, like the I CEO said, the rewarding yeah. risk. So it's hard to just get bearish. I, I have struggled to get bearish anything here. I know eventually, you know, there's going to be reasons to be bearish. And yes, there's individuals, you know, short-term shorting opportunities. But man, it's been a tough market to be short. Yeah, we just uh, bounced off the pre-market low. Uh, you know, I was just looking at Twitter, and a lot of times they uh, the the revenues, and it's really amazing that this company has only made over a billion dollars once, and that was in uh, Q4 
of 2020. So I think, I mean, I don't know about the EPS number, but if you come out with like a one, two, one, three, one, four, or something like that, uh, the estimates are, the estimates are 1.19 billion. So this is the first time that I can see in the history of this company reporting that the estimates for revenue have been over a billion dollars. So I think that's what people are going to be keying on. You know, can they do the the 1.2 and come in line? Are they surprised mm-hmm. with 1.3, 1.4? I noticed there's just a ton of advertisements on there, things that I don't, you know, subscribe to or, or, or follow. So they're picking up. They're picking up on the ad market. I don't know how, you know. It's targeted pretty well. Yeah, too. it is. I mean, mine's littered with trading stuff. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is. It's just I, everything I oh, they do got in the browser, it's like, learn to trade. <laughs> like, okay. Follow Triple D. <laughs> is that what My it old advertisement's popping at me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to the pre-market prep show. That's what it, that what it says. But 833 here, Spencer, do we want to, I think we got a lot through oh. a lot of the earnings. Anything else interesting after the close? Yeah. Oh, we got ARC. ARC again. Kathy. Oh, let's right. do the Kathy update. Okay, so so someone on Twitter suggested uh, a new segment uh, that I think is really fun. I don't have a fancy graphic for it yet, but this is good. This is going to be called "What Kathy Would Do." That's going to be the name of this. Okay, uh, how about what Kathy I, I, did? I, I, how about what I, she did? I, I wish I here. You know what? Who who was the person that suggested that? Because I, I so we got was, the the Daily Morning Kathy. We might as well because she moves stocks so much. Wait, I, I want to give credit to where credit is due. Who said that? Gosh. Um, All right, I, you find I, that in the I background. Can't find it right now. Ten <laughs> stocks. She bought ten stocks last night. You That's know good. what? It, they're not moving much though. Shopify is down a buck. She bought that. But this is all the same stock she keeps picking on. DraftKings. She bought that before when she buys for the first time. They really get the live. When you start buying for like like NVS, I mean, she's bought that every day for like a month, I feel like. So it's not getting any real impact to it at all. Regeneron is up four bucks, probably a little bit of Kathy Pop. You, classic Kathy, buy the dip. She loves, I, if I want to answer your question, Spencer, what would Kathy do? Kathy would buy the dip. Oh, and last two days in a row. <laughs> Stock, boy, two... Stock boy P, there we go. Right, good, yeah. good job, Stock boy P. <laughs> Um, so what Kathy would do is Kathy would buy the dip and she bought the dip yesterday, two days ago on you or Friday on you. She bought the dip yesterday on you. Um, stock pops up. Well, Kathy bought, but you know what? It was somewhere predictable that she was going to buy. I actually went long before the close and then sold into the pot just as a trade because I thought, well, it's dipping. She's probably buying it again. Sure enough, she does. Um, she bought PCAR, PCAR again. She bought KTOS. She bought EXPC, which she has bought before. Almost all these stocks she has bought before. She bought Alibaba, which she had bought the previous day. And she bought more Twitter. She likes Twitter going into the report, guys. The Kathy Indicator. Uh, look at this Bobster just hanging out at this area. Boy, oh boy, 265. I mean, it got to 270 the other day. This is looking interesting. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, it's holding up good, but... It's like you want to see some follow through here, but I mean, it's it's you know, it's not like Baba, like you know, I mean, besides that news that it had, you know, what who wants to own Baba? The Ant Financial, if they could get that, there you, you go, know, that's that a would be a catalyst, you know, or Jack Moss starts to publicly speak again, <laughs> should help it as well. <laughs> that would be a uh, a double catalyst there. Let's grab Nick. All right, Nick Shaheen, uh, he's not going to show his face, so unless he turns his I camera know, one off. Day, one day we'll see Nick's face. We're going to see. It's his... early out there for him. He's it's out there. Look at this hair, man. 
Yeah. That, Dennis, we, we... Hey, Dennis, nice shirt. Yeah, that. Nice. yeah. Let's stop trading someone. Yeah, the, those are the days, right? Back when we yeah, when we used to actually be able to go somewhere <laughs> and actually meet somewhere. people, shake hands and say, "Nice <laughs> to meet you," and what are your strategies and learn things from other people. Now yeah. we just uh, now we just do it virtually. Not anymore. Internet. Yep. All right, Nick Shaheen is here. Nick, good morning. Good morning to you. Hey, I, I tried to change the avatar. I didn't put the picture there. <laughs> It didn't put the picture. Yeah, okay. That's okay. That's okay. Just, I, just I like it with the line through it. No, I don't like the line. <laughs> just hit the stop cam button at the bottom. It, it, it's dejecting. It's the tough guy look. No, I do not show my face. <laughs> but he does talk his trades, and I tell you, Nick's a good trader. What do you? What's on your radar, buddy? So I was looking at Baba yesterday. We caught the bounce, uh, and I was trying to re-engage. I don't like how it fell back into 261 and change. So I'm looking at that, how it behaves versus yesterday's low. Because if it loses that, it might be a little catalyst further lower, maybe 12 bucks or so at okay. least. So I'm looking at that. I'm looking at why the VIX made a higher high overnight than yesterday's high. Um, I'm holding VIX calls. By the way, this is the cheapest way to short the market without losing any money because every time the VIX gets near 20, it doesn't fall further these days unless they find world peace. So holding VIX. <laughs> We're not going uh, back to Don't VIX. have to worry about that happening. Yeah, yeah, right. And um, holding VIX calls is holding its value very well. Last time we did it, it was about 12 days ago, just before the correction, and the, and the value has doubled. And it wasn't to, to profit. It was just a way to hedge somebody's portfolio. And it was doing its job. And if you held it through, uh, you didn't lose any money. So it's pretty good um, way of, you know, buying puts. You're getting decimated with these rallies. But yeah. if you uh, in in SPY or particular stocks, but um, for protection, which is also okay. Like car premiums, you don't cry about it because the alternative would be that you uh, would mean that you crash your car and you need the premiums to work for you. Their job is to lose money. Uh, so that's the easy things. And then try to uh, swing trade the action uh, w with the incessant buying, buying, buying of everything. So, uh, and, and the fact I, that I, you guys... I, it's it's that, tough. It's a one-way tape. At least, well, maybe not on the mega cast, but it's a one-way tape when you get anything so, under a $1 billion market cap. It seems so like. on Friday, I said, I'll end this rally. I'm going to buy IWM calls at the close. And I did just... For, for a gag and sure enough the the morning opens and they run the high heaven i i didn't time it at the top of it you know i i yeah. got out of it because it was a joke i did on friday and but that's the mentality everything goes up forever and the fact that we quote everybody quotes arc and you can overlay that chart all of her indices are at all-time highs yesterday except for yeah. one the g uh, which still close to all-time high so Kudos to her, what she's doing, but that's also building a potential house of cards. Because if you look at her, uh, I don't know if we spoke this about the, about this last time. If you look at the website of Arc, they say in big bold lead, like font sixty, um, they they invest strictly in disruption, which is great. But I don't think it's healthy to build a whole portfolio based on disruption because it implies it's new stuff. So yeah. it's pies in the sky. Uh, when you put all your eggs in one basket and it's all pies in the sky, um, it's it's risky. It's very aggressive, young very portfolio. Very aggressive. And, and that's it. Arc is going to outperform in a bull market substantially, which is exactly yep. what she's doing. And we're in this, you know, we've been in a bull market for a long time. So it's she not is surprising. the market right now. 
She really is. I mean, we all talk. We got a segment we just made, and we got to talk about what she's bought. And she buys, and it goes up five percent. Yeah, I heard it. You guys were naming them like up, 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 and away. Yeah, well, that's that's what happened. But one thing I will say, you know, if you're just blindly chasing arc, if we ever get into a market that you know a bear market, that the arc will get crushed. I made I made that high beta stuff. I made that point in social media, and I got pushback on it. They don't like that. They don't like to hear that. They, well, they weren't. They weren't belligerent about it, but uh, they were definite uh, Uber fans. Well, not Uber. <laughs> very strong fans. We can't use that term, Uber fans, then though. I think we're talking about Uber. But they, so. that's the that's the point. Is so out, is what you, you you what you both said is 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 so correct, right? She's going to outperform. When when we're in a bull market, and she's also going to lead us down too. Oh, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. It, it's not healthy to be her everything in your portfolio. Right. Yes. And and, and if you leave, here's the e- I don't understand this email that goes out. I get it just to see what my people are talking about because I get yeah. questions. <laughs> Inevitably, ninety percent of them are stocks she picks, and so why not just buy the arcs? Why bother? Just buy the, her ETFs. And, and you're getting on. that access. People are trying to get in there and, you know, and get that access return of, oh, I'm going to grab it really fast. The algos are on it, though. I'll tell you that. Like you bring up that, you know, EXPC, like the smaller ones when she buys them, like yeah. they are up in split seconds. So there's an, <laughs> the algos are all over this trade already. The Kathy trade. Now, yeah. there is opportunities. There is sometimes opportunities oh, yeah. where you can get the, the crumbs left over by the algos. But, I mean, the algos are taking the majority of it. The news algos where they're, it's instantaneous. That email comes and they're instantaneously higher. Anything like that's got the smaller ones. And the SPACs, too. She touches any SPAC and those things just blast off. Do we know her holding time at all? On it, it, on it, to be honest, we had this conversation. I, so I, have, I have a question. Yeah. Are they required to report actual holdings or can they just say whatever because they manage private money, right? So there's no regulation with her. Well, it's it's an it's an actively managed ETF. So they are they are required to disclose their holdings. Um okay. I, but but they're not tracking an index, right? It's just it's whatever they feel like buying and selling, right? So um that's a good question, Nick. But it's really I, the phenomena that you have, you know, with like the Warren Buffett, except it's you know, in but, that, it's, it, in, but it's real time. But it's, it's daily. It's, yeah, exactly. It's as close as we're ever going to get, I think, to real time because you know, the, Warren Buffett is forty-five days delayed, right? Yeah. From, from mm-hmm. the end of the right. Same thing with all these hedge funds, even with a mutual fund, right? They don't have to disclose till till well, well they only uh, you know, mutual funds have less transparency than ETFs, so. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's sort of the the Warren Buffett tracking trade. Do you, but to do you think other hedge fund managers go to this type of system, daily reporting of trades, because they're, she's oh. getting rewarded so much for it? So yeah, talk about like she disrupting. Is, she's getting re- rewarded right? because talk. she buys a stock. She buys a new position, goes up 4 or 5% because she bought it that day. So she's immediately going to be up. For the simple reason is that because she bought it, she's the catalyst. Yeah. So, so talk I about wonder if this, other she's like she's living know, her own life. She's disrupting the industry that she is. In. So, so I wonder if there isn't more hedge fund managers like you think, like Bill Ackman, going to start doing stuff like this. You know, he's not actively trading like she is either. I don't think like she's trading fairly actively. We can see that. You know, even like she bought Pinterest last week and then she was selling it. I mean, you know, you have inflows and outflows coming in, so maybe it's just slightly adjusting within. The and position. I also don't understand why they're so active every day. So they must have um, some sort of an algorithm that they track yeah, for. That's exp- what, yeah, you know. that's what I that's what I talked about. I mean, a very very good algorithm at this point. But yeah, I mean, how could you be sitting there, you know, making all those 
you know, all those, oh, I'm going to buy, you know, this, the asset allocation. Uh, no, very, I mean, she's very sophisticated system. And, you know, so, I mean, just a lot of alpha and what she does. I mean, if you're good at trading those stocks off those uh, headlines and stuff, it seems like you get the pop and they come in and, and no one cares. Your, what your, uh, your segment just got extended on Kathy. So <laughs> <laughs> Wait, how about we, we talk about something else? Wait, yeah. Wait. Let's bring it over to Nick. Ha, Nick have you, have you talked about averaging down? Because that's, a, it's not a healthy thing to do in spec. Um, for example, somebody in QS, not to pick on one stock, but that's a, the only one that comes to mind. Sure. I think it's important to tell your listeners and viewers and um, that, you can't average down in a speculative trade because it goes to zero eventually, potentially. It's mm -hmm. not averaging down in an existing business. Like it's okay to average down in Palantir. It's not okay to average down in QuantumScape in my book or Hylion, H-Y-L-N, because they are not proven businesses that are operating now. It's all what they can do in the future and it's hit and miss in QS's uh, uh, um, situation I, I i don't do that for exact same reasons you you are saying i've been proven wrong in this last six months though because this is the kind of market that hey you buy the dip and it's hard to find the example like you were just saying of stocks that don't eventually come back i mean that's Correct. the problem is we're, we're kind of right. teaching bad things right now the i mentioned those two things because things. i had those conversations this week and the week before that with these two stocks somebody was stuck in them and they were asking if they should average down or sell a spread and i was like wait you made a you took a risk you made the decision to accept the risk you should live with it cut it loose if it's not working or stay until it dies uh, so i would not average down in it uh, same with the hyln i did a video on it i got a lot of hate just because i pointed out a line that they need to retake i wasn't like belligerent about it or anything so i'm i'm, I'm seeing a lot of behavior that is wrong in certain stocks and that's the danger that's coming from this um iwm rip i downloaded the whole iwm and I track it every day, which yeah. stocks are moving. I can't, dozens of them are moving more than 50% or 20 to 50% of the crazy, day. Yeah. Wow. Dozens of them. And yeah. the names are, and plus, they're no longer small caps. A plug power is 35, 36, 38, but last time I checked, billion yeah. dollars. Those are massive businesses on nothing. Yeah. I mean, they've got a story, though, and that's the thing we've talked right, about for a long right. time. But who, it's a and and who, who is the catalyst for Plug Power, Ben? You know. I mean, who who has yeah. driven this entire Plug Power rally? Again, I'm not picking on Plug. I mean, they might have. I'm just saying the whole cohort. Plug is the it was 1% of the whole index. According to this sheet I downloaded, it might be static, and that was completely out of whack. But uh, Novavax is in there. Uh, and that's uh, rocketing higher and higher. Yeah. So I, I picked on Novavax. I bought a debit put spread yesterday. It's a little green. Uh, I did that before. It got green. I took some of it and then it ripped. So I, I broke even. So I'm trying to pick on it again out in time. 4,000% um, 4, 4, up in a year or so. Um, this is a stock that almost got delisted, reverse split 20. So it doesn't get delisted. And now it's going to the moon. I just don't buy it. And if you look up on a monthly chart on Novavax, you we can got see it up it. there. Yep. Yeah. The monthly. That's the only way to be able to evaluate something like this to see, okay, they've been here before. And then, you know, how much of this exuberance are they going to deliver with results and words? I, it's unreal. Like you think the story, like, okay, we've got the vaccine, you know, you think the story is almost behind it. And then it has this move. 
a week and a half ago that's like holy cow i did not see that move coming yeah and i didn't risk a lot of money because i don't know the actual math of the vaccine and the income stream or everything it just feels wrong to me and i figured i can risk three bucks for a big (laughs) wide uh 20 25 wide spread so Good, good risk reward on that. Nick, I want to ask you, uh, and I've been thinking about this all week, uh, the March 30 GameStop puts. Oh, Did yeah. You- They're fun. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So backstory, I had a call spread that E-Trade messed up for me because for a week I could not trade E-Trade in the morning and I wanted to close a winning trade and I thought I didn't. Win it. Anyway, I got scratch on it. I bought a put. It cost me over four dollars, just over four dollars. <gasps> Where was it trading at when you when you when you paid four bucks for that? I have no idea. Um, because you said I, I thought it was cheap. I, you said I, it, it's like free, cheap. Well, so I was well like, here's how I made it cheap. Every week I've been selling against it diagonals. Okay. So sixty cents, fifty-five cents, twenty-five cents uh, on top of the money I made in the calls. So it's I'm cost down. my cost is less than half of what I paid. And every day it goes up there at its highest. I think it was seven or eight dollars. So I in, in effectively doubled my money, but I didn't book it. Um, I I just left it. I, I enjoy watching it every day. So let's see what happens. <laughs> it's like, I mean, well, it was about, ama- it was amazing it. the way those premiums held up in the puts when that thing was up there. I mean, you could just. I mean, you're like you're looking at some expanding. cheap puts, and you're like, what? I the what? highest. The highest it got on the day it was rising the fastest because the uh, implied volatility exploded to what 900 or whatever it was. So even the put buyers were making money less fast than the you call buyers. Because of both volatility. of them, crazy. Yeah, if you looked at the options chain, both sides were green. I've never seen that before. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, so you're wrong on your call. Like you're, you made the wrong call. <laughs> right, right. I made the wrong call, Cause, but cause I'm still making money. So that, you're good, man. Dude, that's, that's how good that's I am. Good, <laughs> Darn it, that's how good I am. No, but I'm seriously trying. I decided to opt out of selling another one. I could have. So- I could have collected eighty cents yesterday at the open for selling the thirty put, but then that will put me in a calendar. But the calendar doesn't really work because if it goes to zero then you lose money yeah, right. because you're long and short at the same place and you paid to be there. So if you make a diagonal, so you would sell a lower put, then it gives you some room to manage your risk. Your long higher, you, you know, the long leg is higher than the short leg. So then if, what the heck is that? <laughs> Seinfeld? That's pretty cool. Uh, oh yeah. 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 Hey, <laughs> so, sorry to, sorry to bring it back. Uh, but I just saw this headline from Bloomberg. And, and I, I want to read it because it's relevant to our previous conversation. Nick Wall, Wall, Wall Street banks <laughs> have issued 50 structured products tied to ARK ETFs in the past three months. Um, and the most the, the most prolific – wait, let me see here. Blah, blah, blah. JP Morgan and Morgan Stanley are the most prolific with around 30 and 10 wow. notes with about $100 million oh in assets. They're just all jumping on the Kathy train. I mean, so, so basically, they can't beat her, join her? Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty good. There's so, just a uh, demand from their clients. Yeah. They're yeah. like their clients. They're in turn. They want to invest with Kathy Woods. There's a yeah. demand for it. Well, and I mean, I... this is such feedback loop. Like, I mean, you know, as more people want to come into her stocks, her picks are going to go more. So yes. it's it's like I trade Kathy stuff, too. I mean, why not? Yeah, I've, I thought about it. And um, the only way I would do it is see if there's anything that I would agree with on value. Because if I wanted to sell puts, it's hard to sell puts with confidence on something that is not here yet. 
of uh, something in the future. Like I looked at Regeneron, for example. Is that one of hers? I thought I read. Yeah, yeah, I think there. you mentioned that. Yep. Yeah, buying it. So, so it's fallen into a tradable area. So it all depends. If you want to own Regeneron, you can sell some pretty expensive puts down there uh, to own the shares. So you get paid now to perhaps own the shares a lot lower than they already are. So that would be one way to do that. Yeah. And then on on the other side of the trade, according to IHS market, a record 1.9% of ARKK shares were sold short last week. 1.9%. Only 1.9. It's yeah. 2% of people. people 2% of people are, are willing to bet against But, but it's a record high. It's a record high. Yeah. So yeah. Well, scary. I don't want that trade. That's for sure. I mean, <laughs> even if you disagree with her, why would you pick that fight? Yeah, I don't know. That's, no, that is not smart. So. Other things I'm watching are the bond markets to see. Yeah, and I yeah. was watching the dollar. And I was like, okay, this is it. It's the dollar's time. Nope. <laughs> yeah, the dollar's time. Snack. Go down. So I looked at the FXE. That's how you can trade the dollar versus the euro. Um, see if you can do some charting on that one. There might be opportunities. I'm trying to spot them. I uh, don't have any action plans on it yet. But the bond market also bounced well yesterday. 148 was a place on the TLT if you wanted to chase uh, to track that keep an eye on it because it's not a rule that bonds and stock trade in opposite directions but they do compete for bids so it does make sense on bad days for bonds to, to rally when stocks fall so i'm looking at vix bonds dollar uh i used to look at the yen but that's no longer an indicator unless it's a panic sell uh, and that's it and at risk appetite is just incredible yeah it sure so, is it's incredible so fear, the VIX measures fear as as well as the CPI measures inflation, which brings me to the other thing I'm watching <laughs> is the CPI this week. Now, that's going to be important. The, I don't know about you guys. I, I pay $3.80 now for gas. So oil is back to 60 That doesn't count. They don't measure it. It does count. But I'm, <laughs> Very little. So, uh, no, I tell you how it counts because somebody that commutes, if they're going back to work, uh, somebody, if they stop paying us for staying at home, we can probably get the incentive to go back to work. Uh, I commute. If I commute and my my spending money got less, it's like a haircut right away because now oh. I'm paying. Like if my son commutes, he drives a, a pickup, then he would need $200 in gas a week. Yeah, I was saying the Fed Whoa. doesn't count it. <laughs> we know it counts for real. We know the inflation rate is much CPI higher. CPI is it, uh, it's a joke. Oil, oil energy is in the CPI. Yeah, but it's equal weighted. Like the weighting, they don't even disclose how it's weighted. So they'll put you know, you know the energy in there as the equal weight to your television. So I mean, this this it, party will end when the Fed will get castrated a little bit. Right now, they think it's champion and it's control, and it's not. Uh, yeah, they can do whatever lunacy they want, but it's finite. I mean, they have two jobs, and they said they're going to ignore one of them for a year. They said they will run a hot CPI for a year. I call their bluff on that one. If CPI gets hot two two times in a row, CNBC will start covering it, and everybody will freak out. Maybe. And that's uh, and that's uh, we have that on uh, on Friday, correct? I think Wednesday, Thursday. There are a couple oh, okay. of days. Right, numbers really i mean the unemployment numbers haven't been haven't been moving the market that much we'll see if uh everyone's looking for inflation nope. we'll see what this nobody CPI cares now. if they're unemployed they're getting paid at home uh there is an, a tremendous amount of money falling into people's lap into the wrong people's lap the, the small business america needs help 
They need to open their Great, doors. Yeah. Finally, in California, they opened their door. Finally. Now I can go get a haircut. So it's just incredible. My, my, my gym, the gym owner stopped, my friend stopped by my house the other day. I said, are you supposed to be open? Well, only outside. Of course, he's not only outside because he has to survive. People won't work out outside. So he's breaking the rules. So is everybody else. Let them open the door so we can heal instead of just throwing money at people that are going to buy motorcycles. Nick, Nick, Harley you- Davidson? Yeah, yeah know. you know what? It popped up on the oversold uh, <laughs> oh, uh, scanner that I have. I was like, okay, I should buy it. And then the next day it's up 5%. I missed it. So I'm good. Nick Shaheen, author of Create Income with Option Spreads, also runs the site sellspreads.com. Nick, as always, a pleasure. Thank you. This was fun. All right. All right. Thanks, Nick. Right, One day we are going to get to see Nick's face. I don't know when that day will come. Get him up early. I wonder yeah. what he looks like. You know what Nick looks <laughs> we, like. what he looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah, we just haven't seen his face for a while. All right, yeah, I forget. Eight fifty six. Can we just hit on um, uh, IPV? The CEO was on was on Mad Money last night. So if you're wondering why that's up, that's yeah. that's your reason. Um, I, I bought one. this. I bought the stock yesterday after ten a.m. when they said it was going to be on Mad Money. I mean, this yeah. is how stupid this market is. I mean, it's just like just dumb, easy money. I bought. I think I, I had to pay up a bit because the algos were all over from sixteen fifty to seventeen. I think I got it at seventeen forty, and you turn around and you sell it after hours, like nineteen and a half. And I sold early. That's twenty seventy. It just keeps going. I mean, Jim Cramer took this stock from sixteen fifty to twenty seventy five by himself. This is all one hundred percent Kramer. You can take this candle and you can market Kramer. It's one of the biggest candles the stock has ever had, or it's a, or a SPAC has ever had. And it's all to Jim Kramer. So I mean this is just this market that we're in. You know, he talks a SPAC and they go up. I don't know when, you know, this ride ends, but I mean you've got to adjust your trading and you gotta just, you know, and, and here, you know, on IPB I say don't chase. I chased that up like 7-8% to get that thing yesterday after he announced it because he had to. And you know there, and then you get paid for it. I've sold it. I sold it last night in the pop. Like I said, at 19.5, I thought, oh, that was a good trade from 17.5 to 19.5. And, and here it is at 20.5. So, again, every sale's bad, it seems like. I guess so. We, we lost Spencer. No, I'm we here. I'm new, here. Old new mm-hmm. trick. I haven't Sorry. done that in a while. I didn't realize that, that was a... I didn't realize that was being thrown to me, but all right. Left us. I'm still here. All right, let's do some tickers from the chat. We we've, we haven't gotten to many of those in the past couple of days. Uh, so if you have a ticker, drop it in. We'll cover a few of them quickly sure. before we hop out. And let me give the chat a couple of seconds to catch up because we're on like a 10-second delay. What's the deal with UWMC? Is is it short interest? Uh, I don't know what the deal is. It's not looking good. I, can, I don't know that much. UWMC. Yeah, yeah. This is. I know uh, nothing about this. Yes, you do. The, this yeah, you is, do. This is United Wholesale Mortgage. This is the the uh, Quick and Loans competitor. They uh, they they went public via it was via SPAC, right? Yeah, I think it was via SPAC. Oh man! Look at oh boy, oh boy! Look Once at that. they have announced deal, it's uh, tough. The ten dollar floor is gone. So you know, like this is what we talked about. And this is what Chris Catchy talks about on Spax Attack multiple times. I mean, it seems like pre-deal, most of these things have a pretty good floor around ten bucks because apparently, and you've told me that before too. If they don't get a deal after two years, you get your ten bucks back, don't you, Spencer? Yeah, that's. But once you crazy. once you have a deal, now your ten dollar floor is gone, and they don't like it. You know, if they don't like what you bought, you can see the stock reaching ten. So you have some people saying, "Oh, this won't go below 10. 
But I mean, Clover Health's the same scenario here. How now. is Clover doing? Well, it's not getting off the mat, but I mean, people are saying, well, my downside's Ooh. only 10. Like I've seen this multiple times, people reaching out saying, well, it's only got downside to 10. But no, there's a deal now. So this has no longer got the 10 floor. So I'm not saying I don't know where Clover's going. I was in it for a while when it was IPOE. I think it was IPOE or IPOC or IPOD or IPO. It's going to be apparently IPOZ eventually. I know you guys were talking about that yesterday on SPAC's attack. Mm-hmm. But, but um, you know, you do lose the floor. And you're seeing this in UWMC here now where you've lost the $10 floor. And people might be like, oh, I didn't know these things could go through 10. Once they got announced deal. They can go through the floor, and they can go through the floor. They can trade anywhere. It's still freely traded. It just typically they don't trade much below ten before pre-deal because people are obviously speculating that they're going to get their money back. So they don't get a deal. I don't know what's up with the and uh, I know Rockets has been kind of uh, that's consolidating here between twenty-one and twenty-two. I mean, the housing markets are still hot. I I don't. I maybe it's just alternative. You know what's happening? I tell you exactly what's happening. People are making so much money trading. They're paying cash for their house, and they don't need to finance it. <laughs> That's what's That's happening. A That's a joke, but um, obviously not the case. But, I mean, this is just not a sexy story. What do you think? Does this sound like, you know, UWMC? This doesn't sound like, a you know, an EV. It's not an EV play. It's not, you know, sustainability. It's not – it's just – is, is that what it is? Mortgages? Because I don't follow. Yeah, that's what it is. The housing market is pretty damn hot. Yeah. yeah you got the home builders. Like we were talking about this yesterday. That's I mean, true. yeah, there's the not, home builders are starting enough. to show some life here. But there's their valuations have been, these have been value stocks for a long time. These haven't really, you know, just recently, I don't know if people have just discovered that the housing stocks are actually cheap on a valuation level. Um, but you know, again, they're firing on all cylinders right now, too. So are they really cheap or does it, you know, eventually come back to reality when you know, people aren't building as many houses. I mean, this is the best environment they've ever gotten. But, I mean, you got Mortgage Rocket, UWMC. Both have been underperformers here for a while. I don't know. Like, I don't know if it's got the sexy story. That's why I, I sold the rocket on the pop because I'm not sure there's a sexy story here. I like the fundamentals here on these companies. But right now, I've been chasing story a little bit, too. And I don't see the, the sexy story with mortgages. Uh, the, uh, the just for you, uh, clover traders. I mean, this is just got to get that 13 seller out of there. Look at that three days in a row, getting a little bit of a running start today at 1270. I know you had the short report, uh, but you know, you got that gap between 13 and 14 for uh, for clover health. See if it can finally clear 13. Like I said, trading up in the pre market, maybe getting a little running started today. I want to do a couple more takeaways because we kind of got on a tangent there with one. Sure. Uh, yeah, Disney, wow. Uh, Disney into earnings. We discussed that already. I, I feel like, but uh, maybe maybe Joel didn't give technicals on it. They, they How much to say? They, they report when next week? I think next week. Let me see. I think it's this. Isn't it Thursday? Oh, you're right. This week. You're right. It's Thursday. Thursday after the close. Good call. Yeah. It's running. I mean, hey, what do you say? Yeah, I, I said two hundred bucks when this thing was like one sixty-seven. <laughs> I've obviously way late to the party because I hated it for a while because I was like, all the parks are closed. I don't get it. But I mean, now you got the hope of the parks. You know, you're coming on hope because you know you got Disney Plus that they're valuing like Netflix, which you know is you know enormous yeah. for the company. And then the parks start reopening. Now all of a sudden you got cash flow back. You could get that dividend back. You could see a lot of catalysts eventually to be bullish here. I think if Disney pulls back on the earnings, I hoped it pulled back on the last earnings report when it was 140 because I wanted to buy it at 130. 
it didn't pull back. It pulled back three, four days later, 135, but it didn't get down to fill the gap. I was hoping to fill the gap and I was going to get in at 130 for my long-term portfolio. And I missed it. And now it's 190. And I'm like, wow, do I want to buy it at 180? I don't, I don't know. As a trade, I would buy the dip, long-term investment. I, I can see the story here too, though. So I mean, unless the vaccine fails, unless, you know, the South African strain comes and, you know, and, and obviously, you know, spreads across all of the world and we don't, it doesn't work against it. I mean, I don't see the reason to be bearish Disney here. Uh, it did get someone, someone's looking at just over 191 in the after hours and pre-market trading. It popped up there a few times and then got beaten back down. So you do, you know, maybe it's someone that has a big order on the book on the New York Stock Exchange trying to get it in the pre-market. Uh, but we'll throw that out for now. We'll just say, you know, keep an eye on that close from yesterday. We're trading down 32 cents. So that's going to be your first minor resistance area, 190. That also was the high from yesterday. So half and whole numbers, if you feel like you want maybe more whole numbers, if uh, perhaps you're looking for to exit ahead of the report. Have you guys seen GAN lately? I kind of lost sight of this one. It's over 30. Now, Jason Rasnick picks eventually go. It, it well, everything eventually goes. <laughs> I, know, it's, I was looking at the one account. <laughs> I was down in two stocks there, and then those went green too. The one account that I'm on my long term account, I'm up in because in, I got it multiple uh, long term accounts. Um, but I got the one lo- account. I'm up in every single stock. I'm a hundred percent winners in my one long term account. <laughs> like this is just the definition of a bull market. I like thirty stocks in there. And I'm thirty for thirty in that long term account. I was like, that's just stupid. They I mean, I've never, I've never seen that before. One of my long-term accounts where every single position I have is, is up. I've never seen that before. Wow, so you know many... you're in a bull market when. Seven, seven up days in a row. So, uh, you know, that's a nice winning streak. We're down 44 cents, close near the high of the session. So let's see what happens at the close today, right? If uh, or the close, if we rally up to that, see if you get some resistance, uh, maybe just take a little, little breather, you know, and something consolidate here around 30 for another leg higher. Uh, but it has doubled here just uh, really since December. Finally, finally caught up with the other gaming stocks. All right. Uh, before I go, I, I, I don't want to forget to mention that we are having our next boot camp coming up February 20th. Uh, it's going to be options and SPACs focused. So I'm putting the link into the chat, all the chats uh, right there to site. It's free. It's free. That's what they tell me. They tell me it is free. February 20th. There is the link. Check it out. Uh, I won't be there because they don't they don't invite me to these things. Uh, but um, other people, I believe Nick Sheen will be there. Uh, and I'm sure Chris Cacci will be doing some SPAC, SPAC stuff. Uh, so that'll be February 20th. Link is now in the chat. Uh, what else did I want to say? Hit that like button. Let's see if we can get more likes. Let's see if we can get to quadruple digit likes before we're done here with the show. We're we got not, some work to do. We, we're we, we've got some, to do. <laughs> some work. To I'm do well aware of I'm that. I'm taking the under on the 1,000 likes. All right. Uh, at least any, my, any questions, uh, comments, or concerns, you can always tweet at us uh, or email us, premarket at benzinga.com. Uh, we, I got a very nice email the other day that I responded to. I'll, I'll respond to like well thought Read out. The nice emails. I want to see. Yeah, yeah. I like nice emails. I'm not going to go find it now, but oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm all excited. Anyway, so chat nice, was great nice today. Email. I know. Hey, I apologize. You know, obviously, I got a little sensitive there when you got you know four thousand 
Reddit comments over the weekend where they're bashing the hell out of you. It makes you maybe a little sensitive for a few days. So somebody, you know, was commenting that I can't pick stocks and I took it the wrong way, maybe off the bat. I mean, I got to be able to take criticism too. And yes, I do have bad calls. I'm not always 30 in the portfolio. I've lots of losers all the time. Um, just trying to have more winners and losers. But, you know, the chat overall, I love our chat. They do make the show. Um, and, you know, lots of good people in there as well. So. Yeah, I'm in one of his bad calls. Starboard value spec. What is that? Oh, S- is that a bad call? Wait, what, what's the ticker on that? Uh, oh, what? is that a bad call? I'm up in that. How are you down in that? The oh, start, at, it's near all-time highs. SVAC, is that it? He's mad because he's not it's, up It's all-time. What, what do you mean? It's at $11. What do you mean? Where'd you buy it? It's never. It's only been to eleven fifty. Okay, so I, I bought, bought it. At I bought it somewhere in the ten. You, you make the guy seven percent, and he thinks seven percent. That's Dennis. What are you talking about? That's horrible. Thirty. Why, why are you losing Spencer money? Is what I want to know. <laughs> why are you doing that? If your math, if you go back to grade one math, eleven dollars and twenty-five cents had just ticked in the pre-market against right. ten thirty. That's when we were talking about this. Ten dollars and thirty cents. All right, whatever. Uh, are sure. you down in it for real? No, no, I'm not. No. See, He's no. complaining about me being bad because he's not even down. Yeah, I'm he's flat. mad because he's I, I, not up 500 I'm flat. I'm flat. You happy? You happy? Okay. <laughs> he's uh, just saying that. Uh, let's see. Uh, I, I can tell you where Spencer bought it. Uh, 1154. <laughs> it's the all-time high. Uh, high 1154. He's like, it's going to 12. It's going to 12. It's going right. to 12. Uh, uh, I mean, we have seen some SPACs like Bill Ackman's PSTH, which, you know, go ahead of the Oh, I'm in that one, too, thanks to you. Well, that's a good one for right. you. Look at this. Okay, I haven't looked. Okay, one. all right, that, all right. that one's good. That one's been awesome. That one's good, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yep, that one's good, thanks. Oh, that one's good, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> John D. I got says, like 30 of those things. Those John D. Says, SPACs. I, I got like a whole, I listen to Chris Catchy on that 11 o'clock show, too, and like, he's like, you got good pieces good at this man like yeah. he brought so snpr props to chris catchy because he was on there and he's like i like this one because this was the team that brought us helion they're eventually probably going to get a good deal and they got the deal yesterday so i'm still in it snpr but i mean um, sniper, that's a great symbol sniper <laughs> that's a good name for it. we'll call it sniper now but i got the big pop yesterday on the deal announcement but you know i talked to chris about it and he says he still likes this one going forward sometimes you know i sell him on the deal announcement but I mean, they, there's strategies in here where you're buying these things between 10 and 11. You're waiting for a deal. And sometimes you wait a long time. Sometimes you wait a short time. Sometimes maybe you won't get a deal. But I like them pre-merger when they're between 10 and 11. And they have a good management team. I'm not going to buy any celebrity SPACs. You know, the Kramer was talking about where, you know, it's just people's name. I want a good management team. I like the Star Wars. Yeah. You know, man. is there a celebrity? Uh, there's there's not a million one. of them. There's, Everybody's there's got a so spot. many. There's well, a- like LeBron James. Does he, well, LeBron no, James? I want to think he, no. he probably does. <laughs> LeBron James. <laughs> no, I don't think he's in one yet, but but you know, counting down the days, he'll probably be coming out with one soon. James, LBJ. Is that already a symbol? Uh, but no, that no, is no. just just to end things on a good note. We've had a lot well, of Shaq's um, well, Shaq does have one. Uh, LBJ is a symbol. Wait, what is Shaq that? has one? LBJ is back. What's the is, uh, what's symbol of the Shaq's back? LBJ is a direction of leveraged uh, Latin America fund. So, <laughs> which one's the Shaq's back? What's the symbol on that one? Shaq, S H A Q. Is it? No, it's not, but it should it be. It should be. All right. We've had a lot of um, 
inter-chat volatility here. Dennis, yeah. I'm making a joke. We had a lot of inter-chat Oh, wait, 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 Chris Koch is here. Wait, FRX is, is the shack. There it is. Chris Koch, FRX, he says. There you All go. Right. So The Forest Acquisition. There you go. Thanks. Well, that's a terrible name for his SPAC. Forest Road Acquisition. It's got to be the Shack SPAC. All right. Sorry, sorry, Joe. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, I just, uh, we've had a lot of inter-chat volatility here, and I just wanted to put a smile on uh, Dennis' face and says, John D says, I learned so much here. Thanks at Dennis Dick and, and me, and you got to include Spencer in that. So there, we put turn that frown upside down, Triple D. <laughs> make some money, invest in a comb. And uh, (laughs) I am short comb makers, I'll tell you that much. I'm also short razor companies right now, too. Short razor companies right now, too. So, (laughs) whatever happened at Dollar Shave Club? I need to to join. Great, they're doing great, really. Because I didn't think anybody's going anywhere, no one's shaving, so they I didn't know that would be as good, but uh, maybe okay. Uh, for all of our podcast listeners, please remember all the information from our show is meant to be used as informational purposes, not for investing or trading advice. Get technical with Neil Hamilton, it's coming up at 9 30 a.m. Eastern Time. So, uh, tune into that. I'll be in the producer's chair until then. Everyone, have a good rest of your day, stay safe, and good luck in your trades. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.